Hi, my name is Steve Warren, and I want to welcome you to this podcast. I'm believing today you'll be filled with faith, you'll be energized by hope, and you'll feel loved as this message seeks to transform and empower your life. God bless you as you listen to this. Much. I want to talk to you today about overcoming disappointment. Now, um, you think, well, what a strange thing to talk about on Mother's Day. I don't think so. I think there are some things that, as parents, and maybe particularly as mums, that we, uh, emotions we, we struggle with, maybe uh, that are ab- above average to the norm. And I think uh, an emotion like disappointment is maybe quite common amongst motherhood. It's perhaps heightened a little bit when you become a parent because you don't just have your own emotions about your own life. You're now having emotions for your children, on behalf of your children, through your children. You're feeling every step of the way. You know, any, any little thing that might happen to your kid raises an emotion of protection or nurture or fear or anxiety or disappointment or, or relief. Or, it's, it, parenting is a, has so many emotions attached to it. And so in this series, we're talking about emoticon. That is the con that our emotions tell us that we need to be careful not to be led by those emotions. Even the extreme elation of emotions, the extreme joys can sometimes also deceive us about how well or how not well life is going. We have to base our world on our life on something a little more concrete. I want to help us navigate ourselves through this message on something way more concrete than the emotion of fear, anxiety. We'll talk about anxiety next week, by the way. Book that one in. Um, and disappointment. I don't know what sort of disappointments you have gone through. When I was a kid, uh, I was about 12 years old, and our school were going to take us on a school trip on a cruise around the Mediterranean. Now, now that's normal nowadays, right? Kids are doing that all the time. Now, this is in the context of the fact that I didn't leave the shores of England until I was 18 years old, and that was not unusual in those days that you just... You, you just drive two hours up the road and find some cheap cottage, and that was holidays for us. And it wasn't because we were poor, it's just because that's what you did. The world is now so much smaller. We've spread our wings so much more. So this was an incredible holiday opportunity, and we were going to travel on the SS Uganda, uh, and we'd mapped out all the ports we were going to stop at. I'd done my little project. Why is it they turn something that's fun into a project at school, right? So we had to write a little thing about every little city we were going to have done the whole thing. And then, um, anybody from Argentina? Is that a hand that just went up? Okay, beautiful. Of course, Nico, yeah. So um, anyway, uh, in, in about 1980, uh, the Argentinians um, uh, went into a country called the Falkland Islands. Uh, now, in Britain, no one had ever heard of the Falkland Islands until this moment. Apparently, it belongs to Britain. It's a British colony, and it, it still is. But uh, there were some Argentinians living there and some British people living there, and the Argentinians decided they wanted it. To be fair, probably, I should say, they wanted it back. But um, anyway, they went in, and uh, they decided to, to, to claim it, and Margaret Thatcher, the Prime Minister of England at the time, thought that wasn't a good idea, so she sent, sent troops out and reversed the situation. I'll spare you the details. Uh, in the middle of all of that, I get a phone call from the school, only about two weeks before we're due to go, saying, um, uh, unfortunately, the SS Uganda 
is being needed as a hospital ship for the Falkland Islands. I'm going, for the what? Where is that? And the cruise was off. Now, I know you're going, you probably all had holidays cancelled, right? So you're going, what's the big deal? I was 12 years old. This was a lifetime dream. I didn't think I'd ever travel ever again. I travel now about every two or three weeks somewhere. But I didn't think I'd ever, you know, this was like literally a lifetime dream shattered because of the, because of another country somewhere. Nico, thank you very much. We love your parents. <laughs> and uh, I was disappointed. Whatever your disappointment may be caused by, it, it, it'll always be because we quite rightly put our expectation in things. So I say quite rightly because we don't want to live without expectation. I was never not going to be hope-filled about that holiday. Lisbon and I got to a point where we go, we want kids. That was the most, next most exciting thing that we could ever think of. We're going to start a family. But it didn't work out for us. It was nearly impossible for us to have kids. We ended up going down the road of investigations of hospitals and things and, and disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. Was it wrong to hope to have kids? No. Did we fight to keep that hope alive? Yes, we did. And so we live a life where for as long as you are daring to dream, as long as you're daring to have some desires, you're going to find yourself in a regular cycle of disappointment. That's just how it is. Someone's going to let you down, a situation's going to let you down, or you're disappointed with yourself because you've let yourself down. And so my message to us today, and I'm going to give you the punchline right up front, is, and you can buy these straight outside on the hub for a certain amount of money. Um, there is hope always. Hope is the antidote to disappointment. I want us to build our life on the rock of hope whereby you will not be blown around by the other emotions that could hit you. Turn with me to Romans chapter 5. I'm going to set up this message with this passage. Romans 5 verse 1 says this. Uh, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith. Everyone say faith. Hold that thought. That'll be a clue for later. By faith, into this grace. Everyone say grace. It's clue number two for later. In which we stand and rejoice in hope. Everyone say hope of the glory of God. Faith, grace, and hope. And not only that, we, but we also glory in our tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope. Now hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. 1 Corinthians 13, just can follow it up there on the screen. Love always protects. Abir, you read this earlier. Always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Hope is the antidote to disappointment. I'm going to share a story with you. Some thoughts from the story and then I want to pray for you. I want to set us up. With the antidote to disappointment, I want you to have an inoculation today that's going to help you know how to ride through and ride over those emotions that are so familiar to us. There were five men, close friends. One of them was paralyzed. And uh, these other four guys, who were like family to him, they did life together. They were in and out of each other's homes. They were the best of buddies. And these four 
God had thought one day, if we could get this friend of ours to Jesus, he might just get healed. They'd heard rumors uh, that were very exciting and very encouraging. They'd heard stories of similar things happening before. So they thought, what if, if we could just get into Jesus, maybe he would be healed too. In fact, they surprised themselves with this great idea they had. Oh my gosh, how cool are we to have such a genius plan. Mums, I want to say to you, I want to surprise you. Surprise yourself right now. You know where to go. You know where to take your kids, I should say, for them to have hope. You, you know more than your children do. They'll get to an age where they'll make it sound like they know best, but they don't. You do. You have a wisdom. You have an experience. You're their, you're their mom. You have a sort of an overview of their life. You can step back and see what might be good for them. Don't be shy about sharing those experiences and giving guidance and setting the boundaries because you might just surprise yourself. You might just end up with a child that ends up where you were dreaming they might do. So they were surprising themselves. Oh, what a genius idea. We're going we're gonna, to uh, take him to Jesus. And the mum was into it. She said, that's a great idea. Go off. So they carry this guy on their shoulders down to the house where they were told Jesus was at. And they get to the house and the house is packed out. It's crowded. People are spilling out into the streets. They're hanging out of the windows. And there was no way they were going to get to Jesus. Their vision of hope, that one moment they thought could change everything for their friend in an instant, in two seconds, was dashed. Disappointment instantly filled their hearts. What do you do when you hit a wall? A wall of a crowd, a, a wall of something, a wall of resistance, or you didn't get that promotion. Some wall, what, what do you do? Some people stop. It's like, Life stops right there. It's like, it's a dead end. There's, there's no way to go. There is no hope. What we tend to do, and you know when you're there, because what you tend to do is you tend to blame something else or blame some other thing. And so it may go like this. I, I, I'm so disappointed I didn't, didn't finish that diet. I, it must be my genetics. It's my mother's fault. No, okay, let's blame it on the dad. It's my father's fault. It's his genes. We tend to go somewhere to blame something. It's, it's their fault. It's, it's the boss's fault. It's somebody's fault because we've hit a dead end. These guys, they hit a wall and they're going, what, 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 what now? Hope seems to have gone. But then they looked up and they saw the roof of this house and in, in that area, they, they would build the roofs flat. And, and so they look up and, and they go, hey guys, we should go up on the roof. Now, there's the paralyzed guy. He's lying on the bed and they're hearing his friends. He's hearing his friends talk about taking him on the roof. He goes, hey, um, hey, look, uh, why are you going to take me on the roof? What, what's the deal about the roof. They go, oh, well, we, can, we could dig a hole in the roof and maybe lower you down through the hole and... Bob's your uncle. There you go. Jesus, he'll heal you. It's going to be amazing. What do you mean you're going to go on the roof? Take me on the roof. Dig a hole in the roof and then hope that Jesus is directly below you. And it's all, you're out of your mind. I know, but let's give it a go. What do you do 
when you hit a wall? What do you do when in that moment you're faced with disappointment? Maybe, just maybe, it's a moment where you should lift up your eyes. Maybe, just maybe, God wants you to go to a higher place. Maybe, just maybe, He's wanting you to switch on that possibility that this is not the end of the road. That it doesn't have to stop here. In the book of Revelation, John, the Apostle John, one of Jesus' disciples, he has a vision. And it says this, I looked up and before me I saw an open door. He saw opportunities. He saw hope. These guys looked up and they saw a door they were going to create. It's amazing when you hit a wall how creative you could potentially get. How out of the box you could potentially think. What were they beginning to stir? They were beginning to stir faith. My first thought for us is this. If we're going to overcome disappointment, faith and the transforming power of faith is what we need. There needs to be a something inside of us that says, when I feel this, I'm going to go over. In other words, I'm going to get over this. Turn to someone and say, get over it. Lizzie asked me yesterday, what are, you, what are you going to tell the mums about how to deal with disappointment? I said, I'm just going to tell them to get over it. She went, you will, you will just soften it a bit. It's Mother's Day, right? So I'm softening it a bit. <laughs> just get over it. It may be a process. It, it, it may take a, a sort of an internal discipline of, of trying to get your eyes off the looking at this level. Because here on this level, you're seeing no possibilities and casting your eyes upward and going, I see an open door. I see a possibility. With God, all things are possible. Romans 8.28 says this, For God works all things together for the good of those who love him, those who are called according to his purpose. There is always hope when you lift up your eyes. We just need faith. And so they go up there, they dig a hole, and they lower him before Jesus, and they lie the man before the feet of Jesus. And, 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 and Jesus says to him, Hey, great to see you. Where did you come from? But I'll tell you what, your sins are forgiven. Now at this point, the four guys, they're freaking out. They're going, yes, what are you saying? We've just walked kilometers with this man, do you not know how heavy he is? He hasn't exercised for years. He's big. And, and we've carried him on top of the roof. We've dug a hole. That took an hour. And now we've lowered him before you. He is here to be healed. And you're simply saying, your sins are forgiven. What is that? What do you do when you've asked God for one thing and he gives you another? Anybody ever had that where you've prayed for one thing and He's going, well, I'll do this instead, because he's God, right? Well, maybe he's actually saying, you know, before I can do anything, there's something I want to do in you. But here's the point. If there's a poison of disappointment that causes us to blame other things, and it's their fault, or it's that situation's fault, and the answer is faith gets you over it, there's also a poison of disappointment that says things never work out for me. There's this sort of 
thing that grips you, where you start to beat yourself up, you're so hard on yourself, you're disappointed with you. Oh my gosh, parents, let me talk to you for a minute. How vulnerable are we as parents to beat ourselves up and feel guilty about what we've not done? I wish I had. Maybe I shouldn't have spoken to them so harshly. Maybe I should have been stronger. I wish I'd spent more time with them. I wish I'd spent less time with them. There's always something you think you could have done more of, and we're having to manage our emotions around our parenting. And right here, we have an answer. Jesus doesn't care about the disturbance that those four men are feeling. He doesn't even care about the crowd because the crowd are going wild too. They're going, Jesus, what are you saying? Only God has the power to forgive sin. How could you be saying that? You're a carpenter. He doesn't care. He looks into the soul of that man. He knows what he needs and he says, your sins are forgiven. The only person in that room who knew right then how significant those words were was that man. He knew he needed to hear those words as grace poured into his life. So here's my second thing. We need grace and acceptance being poured into our hearts if we're going to overcome disappointment. Because half the disappointments you face are disappointments with yourself. How do you get set free from that? Knowing God's grace for you is there in any moment of weakness. Knowing that he says to you, it's okay. Let me breathe something light into your spirit right now. Let me lift the burden off you. Probably one of the greatest scriptures in the New Testament is this. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. Paul is struggling. There's stuff he's trying to work through in his own life. He's very honest with us. When he writes letters, he's very honest about his own issues. And he says this, But God said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in, my, in, in your weakness. Therefore I will boast. Paul, what are you talking about? His grace in your weakness. And now you're about to boast all the more gladly about your weaknesses. When was the last time you went to someone and started boasting about your weaknesses? <laughs> I was like, someone says, oh, I'm really struggling with parenting. Whoa, let me tell you, I'm a crap parent. I'll tell, let me tell you, man, I've done this and I've done that and I've done that and I've done that. My goodness. Let me just boast, but I'm so proud of it. <laughs> Poor Beander boast about his weaknesses. Why? Because he found a secret. He says, so that Christ's power may rest on me. God cannot rest on pretense. He cannot rest on bravado. He cannot rest on machoism where we go, I'm going to change the world. Nothing's going to stop me. How are you? Everything's good. <laughs> My latest when people ask me on the phone, how are you doing? I'm going to live in the dream. I just love to hear what they, they usually go quiet. They don't know how to respond. In fact, I usually say it with a lot more excitement. They go, how are you doing? I go, man, I'm living the dream. It's not always true. Well, it's true I'm living the dream. It's not always true that I'm feeling the emotion of it. Try it sometime. See if you get a response. <laughs> we should start a, a comments page on our church's Facebook page. These are the responses I got when I, when I said... But you know, bravado won't attract the power of God into your world. An acknowledgement of your vulnerability. You know, I've not been the best parent, but I've done my best. 
Do you know, I, I, there are things I've done wrong, but I did it with the right heart. <laughs> that shouldn't be a cover-up for doing things that are wrong. You know, you probably haven't been as bad as you think you are. <laughs> You've got to cut yourself some slack and show yourself some grace. For Christ says this, uh, Paul says this about the power of Christ. He says, I delight in my weaknesses, in insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, it's then I am strong. You're going to find your strength not when you found a way around your difficulties, but by acknowledging uh, your disappointments, but by acknowledging your disappointments, going, man, this sucks. God, I need your grace. Pour it into my heart right now. Because his grace causes you to breathe. It lightens your spirit. It lifts a load. So as powerful as faith is to get you over it, grace has the power to get you through it. Because he lightens the burden. So these two things will cause you to know there's hope always. The first is this, that he works all things together for the good of those who love him. That's the power of faith. And the second thing is this, that his grace is sufficient for you. And it will get you through. I'm going to ask the band to come as we just draw this to a close. I want to pray for you in just a minute throughout the series. I want to make sure that we have an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to empower us, heal us, strengthen us, and make this real. Well, let me just read you a few statements. It's not so much that disappointment is personal. It's just the way that life happens sometimes. And that's why we need grace and faith. It may be challenging right now, but it's not over yet. There is grace and faith. You may be feeding your mind with poisonous thoughts today, but there is grace and faith. You can't see a way through, but he can. There is grace and faith. It's out of your control, but you can lay it in his hands. There's grace and there's faith. I shouldn't have let that happen, but hey, there is grace and there's faith. If only I'd raised them better. I get that, but there is grace and there's faith. Don't give up now. Let's dream again. Let's expect again. Let's dare to think that there is always hope <clears throat> despite what our circumstances have been. And you may think you're the only one who's ever been through it, but you're not. And Jesus himself says that he carried and identified with every temptation, every situation that you would ever face is common to every person. It has the source it has its roots in everything. So your situation may be unique. But what it causes is not unique. I sense that, is there really hope out there? Why is this happening to me? Can I get through this? Yes, you can. And what Paul said to the Romans is not only yes, you can, but because of. Your disappointment is caused because you had an appointment with an expectation. You decided you wanted something. It didn't yet come to pass. Now you're disappointed. What do we do? We take a hold of our disappointment and we make a new appointment with a fresh expectation because there's always, always hope. Let's stand to our feet. You're going to leave this place today.
with your hope refreshed, revitalized, thinking, cleansed, ready for anything. I'm getting over it. I'm going higher. The door is open before me. There are Thank you for listening today. I want to take a few more moments of your time because it may be today you realize that you need to get your relationship right with Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never asked him into your life before. Or maybe for some reason you've been you've been moving away from him. And today I want to invite you to come back to him. Or it may be that you're just not sure you're going to heaven. And so I want to lead you in a prayer right now, and I would really love for you to say this prayer with me. And then, straight after this prayer, I would love you to do something for me. But hey, let's pray right now. Dear God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me. I ask that you would forgive me. I turn away from my past, and I give you my life. Come and live in me. I thank you that today I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you prayed that prayer, today the Holy Spirit has done something in your life. And so I want you to tell us about it. I want you to email info at c3amsterdam.nl and let us know you've made this decision and let us have your address because I'd love to send you a book that will help you make this decision really strong and become a follower of Jesus. And we'll also be able to help you get planted in a church near you. God bless you.